Welcome to Greener Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McVeigh. Today we have Allison Folk, who is currently the creative director of Magic Mike Live, the show. And I'm so excited. I've known Allison for 20 plus years. We just are colleagues in this industry. I've always looked up to her, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you guys. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Allison. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So, okay, this is my this is my um, fangirl story of Allison. So <laughs> back in 2001, when I had just moved to LA, and I was like just tipping my toe in the industry. I went to see the all for you Janet Jackson tour and she was on stage and she was dancing like a badass <laughs> and amazing that you were on tour with Janet Jackson. And then, you know, like the industry is, it's small enough that if we're in it long enough, we all get to know each other. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So we've both been in it for a really long time. Allison spent a lot of that time as a dancer and then, and then became a choreographer at, at some point and then and then now is is the uh choreographer creative director for magic mike live all over the world and um i'm so excited to have her here because besides the fact that like the empowerment and the just the awe-inspiringness of all of it um you know it's a great story of how you got there so if you would just talk a little bit about your your background and how the present tense came to be I would love to hear I would love to hear it yeah totally um gosh where do you want me to start from just I moved out here to dance I guess um yeah where are you where are you from again I forget I'm from Miami um ah okay yeah Miami and I moved out here and did Tremaine scholarship um when Joe had a studio open out here um all right yeah yeah I was 19 so that was 96 and oh, so you were already out here for five years before I saw you that that yeah. one day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been out here a long time. Not a long time, but about five years, you know. I've been, um, yeah, I mean, like, Marguerite was in Wade where my teacher on scholarship. So, you know, it was, it was. I, I, I feel really lucky. It was, it was probably the best time, I yeah. want to say, because it, mm-hmm. it just kept on getting more saturated after that. I got, you know, I got the end of like the really, really great jazz training and the beginning of like when hip hop was kind of emerging, like commercially big time. Yeah. So it was, I, I felt really lucky to have been involved in that like time period. But um, yeah, you know, so I was just auditioning and all those things. And yeah, Janet was for sure like a dream job. It still feels surreal to be able to say that. And you know, it was just such a cool experience and met lifelong friends on that tour and got to see things and be a part of things that, you know, I never imagined. Um, and yeah, I kept working as a dancer and then I started assisting a lot. I started assisting so many, you know, big choreographers and learning from them. And through that process, like I started getting handed like smaller choreography jobs and, you know, here and there. And then in my mind, I was like, I'm supposed to choreograph? And I was like, you know, I had no idea, you know? And so one day I was at um, my friend Flo Master's house. Um, and we were practicing in the garage and I got a phone call. And it was um, Pink's uh, road manager because um, we had assisted on some of her stuff before. And so she asked okay. Leo Matazuma and I to choreograph her funhouse tour. 
And so that was like, yeah, so that was kind of like the big kickoff. I mean, I've been choreographing a little bit the couple years before that, but that was like the first, like, I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Cool. Um, Wow. I didn't didn't know that. What year was that? 2009. So listen, I feel like I'm the like Kelly Midwest girl. So Allison, part of this whole deal is that like Carrie and I grew grew up in the same town. She moved off to LA. She followed her dream. I had four kids, got a corporate job. And just like looking at each other's right. lives. And so, of course, I'm like drooling at your, <laughs> like I for sure, because I kind of went to a different st- studio for a little bit. So I did the whole yeah. Tremaine deal and whatever. And um, Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I know John Fink, like, I don't know if you. Oh my God. We were on Snow Okay, together. listen, I wonder, I just texted him. Yeah, Stop John it. and I are like super, super close. And. You're killing me. Yeah, and he's actually oh, teaching at the studio that I teach at right now. Like, just okay, wait, who's John Fink? John Fink, Carrie was when I switched over to Patty's. John was like the main guy dancer. Like he always danced with Jeanette and super talented. Um, moved to LA when I graduated high school. I went and stayed with John in LA for like a month, and like lived in a really shitty hotel shitty (laughs) and like but john was like always super amazing but we've always were really really good friends and we stayed friends through the years and he kind of bounces around a little bit at studios that he teaches at but he just happened to be back in ohio because he's also from newark Cary, and so last weekend we had competition and john and i sat together the whole entire time and i (laughs) about the podcast and I was like oh my gosh listen and you know Carrie knows so many amazing people and I know so many amazing people anyway so I just texted him but I bet tonight's I think tonight is actually the night he teaches um gotcha so like just so crazy that it's so it's so crazy small world but also just I love listening to the story because I feel like I'm always super jealous uh, looking at Carrie's life and the amazing opportunities and things that she's done and, you know, still, still doing. Yeah. Um, but no, I just think all of this is incredible. So listen, I'm just learning here on the podcast right now. But world. Oh my God. I love that so much. <laughs> Cause John and I were like really good friends on scholarship. You know how you like gravitate towards certain people and we were like good, good friends, yeah. you know, like, Oh my God. Well, Oh my gosh, that's my energy, loving, just like fun, fun person. Yes. Oh my gosh. Also, uh, um, great dancers coming out of Ohio. That's so cool. That interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. Okay, um, that's amazing. Now we have to have this guy on greener grass. Yeah, totally, totally. (laughs) Okay, so I'll I'll speed up the story. So pink, pink. We did that, and then um. Uh, I was choreographing like little TV shows and films here and there. And then um, I was supervising choreographer for Britney's Femme Fatale tour and then for Madonna's MDNA tour. And then I was working with JLo for a while. So I was doing a lot of like female pop stuff and choreography. Um, and throughout that, um, in 2011, um, Channing called me, Chan called me because 
we were friends through his ex-wife because Jen and I yes. did Janet together and then we were roommates for five years. So we lived in this apartment on Coldwater Canyon. And when she did Step Up, she came back home and she was like, my co-star is a youth. I was like, who's your co-star? Ah. She, she like, I was like, who's your co-star? And she's like, this guy. And I was like, whoa. She's like, we're kind of dating. And I was like, wow. I was like, good for you. <laughs> and then and then he was like, you know, and then you're protective of your friend. You're like, well, is this guy a jerk? And he was the nicest man. Treated her so well. And I mean, so anyways, I say this all because she was the one that was like, hey, I was doing choreography now. You should call her. Because um, we, we were just friends, like, you know, just socially, whatever. And so, so he called me. He was like, hey, I'm doing this movie about male stripping. And I was like, what? And I think I was on the road with Brittany at the time. He's like, are you around? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be. Um, and so then he asked me to do that. And then I, and we needed, obviously, a team. So I called Teresa Espinosa and Luke Broadlick, who are now my partners. And we do yes. all the choreography for all the movies and all the shows. And we uh, conceive a lot of this stuff with Chan. So, um, so that was like our first soiree. It was that first movie. And then we did the second movie. And then all of a sudden... Channing. Like it explodes. Yeah, it was so crazy. I, I think I was on the road with Madonna at the time, so I didn't really understand the full like magnitude of what had happened. But Teresa- okay, so I gotta I gotta stop because first of all, <laughs> first of all, I didn't know half the stuff because I think a lot of the stuff happened before Instagram was a thing. Yeah, no, and I before didn't you announced media. every single job that you do like yeah. they do now. Yeah, I know. I definitely didn't. I mean, I might have had barely had Facebook, but like, yeah, it wasn't, there was no like announcement or anything. I was such a good yeah, Carrie. Like, like if you could see my face, like she's talking and my face is like scrunched up, like, oh my gosh. Like like all the powerhouses, like I'm obsessed with JLo just because I feel like she has, well, I want to say that I have the same figure as her, but I don't really have the same figure as her, but I'm just kind of like, <laughs> and rocking it. But like, Pink, like I'm obsessed with pink just because I mean, obviously, Carrie, you're an aerialist, but she's just like so strong and such a badass. But these women are like strong powerhouses. How much? Fun. Yeah, they are. They, they are. Yeah, very like, I do feel very like, I mean, lucky and blessed. Like, these are words. I mean, I wish I could find a word that's, you know, even more meaningful than that because such unique experiences that, you know, shape your entire like, creative being essentially. And to watch people that are like at the height of what they do to watch them be creative and work hard and create and be able to be a part of it is just, it's really freaking cool. It's really cool. It's, it's even weird to talk about it afterwards. Cause you're like, that really happened. Like that was crazy. Like, you know, it is really cool. Yeah, and it's not like the world. It's it's not like okay, that was a star back in the day, and now no one knows who that is. Like, there's still yeah. the icons of pop of the of the yeah. of our pop culture. Yeah. Um. Okay, I want to ask you. So you got this call from Channing, and yeah. it usually is it usually is a relationship based thing, not for any douchey Hollywood reasons, but because. Basically, you're not going a lot of money is on the line for every single one of these projects. And you yeah. just have to like trust the people you're hiring, like, yeah, exactly. like they're your family. Yeah. You, yeah. You, like there's a certain amount of trust there. So it's like, you know, this person, first of all, they're going to, you know, 
do their best and they're going to show up on time. And, and then on top of it, like you're, you're spending so much time with people. So it's like, yeah, you have to enjoy that time. Yeah. You generally know they're not going to end up to be a crazy person if you have a crazy relationship with them, you know? So, so that, that was great. Yeah. And then what was so, so cool about that first movie was just, you know, cause I'd only known Chan through Jenna before that was just like discovering like how much of like a creator he is and how smart he is and just like the way we work together really well you know and then discovering the Teresa and Luke of it all and like that team and then so and then you know Chan has his writing partner and producing partner Luke Carolyn so then that team going into the live shows was just crazy it was so cool because we had this like kind of like a little groundwork laid from the films and stuff that we knew we wanted to steer away from and what we wanted to move towards and you know kind of the beginnings of what we wanted to create so it, it was great it wasn't just like we were all meeting each other for the first time when we were doing the live show you know so we had like a little you know a little crew already which was really, really yeah. great which yeah. is wonderful because you need that foundation there yeah you need that foundation to do there. as much as you guys are doing yeah you need an all hands on deck situation because it's like making something from nothing is weird you know it's like it's just like you know like music selection for example you're like here are all the songs in the world now pick some, pick some music now now pick some music you know which you know it as you begin to narrow things down it you know it makes it a lot easier but like just as an example you know like it's different it was different creating a show as to like working with an artist because an artist already has an existing catalog and a story they want to tell you know so it just just new ways of working but um, yeah, it's great. Allison, did you have like a lot of freedom on the project? Did he trust you in the sense that you did just get to dive in and pave the way of what you? And- we we all we all worked together. It started initially with me and Chan and Teresa just stippling ideas for like a long time, and then we got clearer and clearer. And then Luke and Reed came aboard, and then. You know, our musical director, Jack, was really great with the music stuff. And then our production designer, Rachel O'Toole, was a really big, you know, physical influence. But Chan is really collaborative. And I would say the show is a genuine collaboration. Like, he was very involved. It's not a, not like a name attached thing at all. Like, he's in rehearsal with us 12 hours a day in Vegas. You know, it's it's not like... He'll, you know, come in late and leave early. It's like after everyone leaves, it's like 1.30, 2 a.m. And we're still in the stairwell, like talking shit through and like, what if we do this? What if we do that? You know, it's definitely like that Vegas show, especially with our baby, you know, like, like all all five of us. And then the cast for that matter, too. And then like all of the creatives on the, like our lighting designer, everybody, like just everybody like really, really, really collaborated on it. And and everyone's input was really welcome. Like I remember Drea, who does our aerial choreography, had a really great note about a section. And I was like, oh my gosh, that totally makes it so much better, you know? And it's just, it's just uh everyone that works on it is like free to collaborate and like input ideas because everyone's on the same page and knows what we're uh moving towards and what we want it to be. So um yeah, I mean it's a really like free space. Like, you know, no bad ideas. So Allison, for that project too, and I I don't have any idea, were they all dancers or did, because it was a movie, did you have some situations where you were working with people that 
it wasn't like they weren't professional dancers or did you get to use you know this is so good that you're here kelly because i know who she's talking about so i yeah, didn't listen, i think that this is like i'm like just totally into all like i'm just so fascinated right now but you probably do know a lot of this background carrie but yeah i just wondered it because i'm sure there are certain movies that choreographers are like working with dancers but then not dancer like there's this combination yeah yeah and yeah, i just yeah. didn't know for this so yeah so for the films these were all like famous actors that were you know actors that none of them had danced yeah. before <laughs> you know so there was all you know no dancing and then the live shows are all professional yeah. dancers like regular in- industry guys that do tours and stuff and now they like do tour dancing and take their shirts right. off pretty much <laughs> yeah of course yeah yeah. yeah, and then, you know, when she talks about Teresa, Teresa Espinosa is another one of those dancers slash choreographers that has been in the industry for a long time, has an amazing, huge name, and has done equally, like, your jaw would drop on the ground again, as mine does when talking about Teresa Espinosa. So, and then Channing Tatum is obviously um, the actor who is in all, all the films, and then he's the, he's the reason why it's up. He's... yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, okay. I mean, if you think about it, like they funded that first movie, like they self-funded that movie, which is crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. They self-funded it, him and um, a couple others. And then, and then they self-funded, you know, our first show, you know, they got, they, they were a part of the, not the entire thing, but like, you know, it's, so it's been like a labor of love for them maybe because they really believe in the project. So yeah, it's, he has a lot so, of skin in the game. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the show. I had the best experience seeing the show because I went with six of my girlfriends and we were there for a baby shower. And my friend Tanya... (laughs) Baby shower was was not where I thought that was going. No, it was awesome. She was like like really pregnant. She was going to have the baby in like four weeks. Um, And because uh, we're also good friends with Linda, who's who's the female dancer in the Vegas show, I made all the calls, whatever. We got like in the front row and we just got (laughs) all the attention and we have video of like the guys rubbing her belly. (laughs) Like and freaking out a little bit because they're like, oh, you're pregnant, really pregnant. And so um, we had a great we had a great time, but. I learned a couple things that day. And um, number one, I have never seen a live show know their audience this well. And I was so impressed. I was so impressed because especially with this, I guess, a genre of show, it just has not been done this well ever. Because I don't know, are there always only male minds behind it I don't know can you talk a little bit about yeah that process sure yeah um I can't speak on other shows like who's behind it or not behind it um we like to think of our show as kind of genre less because we don't really feel like it's like a male review strip show because there's so much dance in it and we don't feel like it's just regular dance show (laughs) you know it's kind of like this weird mix of like I don't know things or whatever um yeah and I mean I think it all kind of started with Chan like you know I mean we really wanted to ask the question what do women want you know we asked our friends we asked relatives we asked people from different countries different ages and essentially we figured out that 
one, a lot of people don't know what they want. And two, they want everything. I love those two answers. Because when you said, what do women want? I was thinking my next question is, what do women want? (laughs) But but it's true. Those are great answers. Yeah. And and when I say everything, I mean, like, you know, one moment you might want something funny, the next moment you might want something sexy, then you might change your mind mid moment. And that's fine, too. So it's just knowing that women um, are complex creatures, and all humans are for that matter. And it's just, I don't know, I feel like it's not just so straightforward, like something sexy isn't always about sex, you know, like, how can you how can you get to a woman's heart or like, you know, and it's a lot of different ways, just in real life. Like, you know, you think about your significant other possibly, and it's like, you know, like maybe it's the way he makes you laugh or, you know, he's like protects you or like you feel What makes a man sexy. Right. A million, a million things, you know? So maybe seeing a kid's talent, like being sung to or something romantic, like a sweet poem being said to you or something. So we realized that, people would, you know, they also want to be seen, like, like eye contact is something really important. And then consent's important. So understanding that people sitting watching the show that are experiencing the show, like everyone's different. Somebody might want physical interaction, somebody might not want to be touched, someone just might want to be looked at. So it's really important for us to cast guys that are super sensitive and in touch with that. And they know like when it's cool to like really go for it per se. And then like, you know, like know who's sitting in front of you because it's not just like women. It's like each individual person, which takes a lot of skill to be able to like discern that like in three seconds when you see somebody, you know? So I don't know that's a really long answer, but I guess, you know. No, I love it because I think that, you know, I'm sure that we have a lot of dancers that follow because of our background, but we also have other people that follow and listen. And I don't think that people probably think about every single thing that a dancer or choreographer or entertainer in general think through to get to the end. And there's just so many aspects. And I love even the thought of it's true. Like, I think that women are different. I mean, obviously women are different than men. Let's talk. That's another Mm -hmm. podcast for sure. Let's talk about the ways. But it is true that there's so much more to intimacy for women, I think. Yeah. But it is the smiling and the flirting and all the things. And I love that you thought about all of those aspects when putting the show together. I think that's incredible. Yeah, I well, thanks. And I mean, I think also like a a thing we always say is that like obviously the guys in the show are handsome and they're really in shape and all these things, but the idea of the the intention of the guys in the show is to be there for the women. They're there to be like, "Hey, I'm a cool guy. What I'm here for you. Like, what do you want? What do you need? Like, what's your what night do you want?" Not like I'm so hot, like adore me, worship me. It's like not that energy. It's the opposite. It's like, let me be dope for you. Like, what do you want tonight type thing? So even just that going out there with that intention of like, I'm here to like lift you up and, you know, create a special experience. Like hopefully you'll talk about this shit forever and it'll be something you can remember. You know, you saved all your money to freaking come to Vegas. So let's make it like a night that you want to remember, not like embarrass you or like, 
you know, do some gross thing or whatever. So it, it, it was really important for us to make sure people feel really like really special. And our production designer, um, Rachel O'Toole is brilliant because, you know, the seating in a room like is so curated and the room is so curated. So it feels like every bit of fabric is like very like nice to the touch because women like to touch things. And it, the room was supposed to be like a man made it with his hands for a woman. So there's a lot of thought put into like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Of course it worked on me. <laughs> there was a lot of thought put into all of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it didn't just work for me. It worked for me, Carrie, the individual, like <laughs> it worked for me. It worked for my friends who have different needs and wants. And then just personally, I have good friends in that mm-hmm. show. And so it was just, it was just such a treat. It was, Allison, I'm not just trying <laughs> to kiss your ass. It was, <laughs> it was, I have to say, one of the best live shows I've ever oh, seen. that makes me ever so seen. happy. You don't even know. Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, there's a lot of different types of shows, so I won't ever give, yeah. like, I just, like, I have a top 10. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. wow, what the fuck? Because it was everything. It was visually and. I mean, the abs that just, just drowning in abs, (laughs) all different types of abs, 360, all the things that you're talking about. Sorry, Bean, you want, what do you want to say? All the things you're talking about now that I'm thinking about it, it just comes through and I'm just, I'm just so impressed. Um, I'm so glad that makes, that makes us so happy. But now it's all clicking together that my someone that I work with at the job, the, the obviously someone that I work with at the job I have, <laughs> job I have. she and her mother took a trip to Vegas and her mother is like the, as cute as a button. And I think she fully participated in this show. I'm, yes. looking, I'm looking for the pictures right now. And I just texted Jess and said, is Magic Mike the show that you and your mom went to with hearts? And she'll oh, answer pretty awesome. quick. But I think that they had the most incredible time. And I'm thinking, Car- Carrie, we should have done research for this podcast. I know there's a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, wait, are you saying you should have done research? Like you should well, have gone I to the like show? I feel like you and I should go together. Like we should have like... Oh, yeah. Well, like I'm waiting to go to Vegas to go see this again. Also, my... Um, you know, hopefully I'll see my friend who's going to be in the show, hopefully at some point. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll do research. Yeah, we'll do it. Please, we'll, we'll meet Allison please in person one day. Let hopefully. me know when you go so that we can make sure that it's she, equally, oh my not gosh, better. Oh, so, so good. My mom was in heaven. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to awesome. send you this picture of her mom, the video of her mom, because it's just please do. It's hysterical please do please do that would make my night (laughs) i'm gonna take a right turn to to get get us back on some type of track here you guys so (laughs) sorry (laughs) so no can you talk about can you talk about what it's like to be the creative head of a project this size like the amount of different venues you guys have going on and everything i'm i'm just really interested in finding out the just the logistics and the production and sure you know i mean technically yeah like I co-direct and I'm one of the choreographers but like Teresa and Luke like are you know we're, we're such a team and like we don't do anything like I don't do anything independent of them you know so um 
we're all, we, we support each other a lot. And then our EP and our production manager are freaking incredible. Vincent Marini and Don Gilmore, they're unmatched with like their planning and like, they just know the things to do. So, you know, at the end of the day, and then there's Chan. So it's like, I don't feel like there's anything fully on my shoulders. Um, but by nature, I'm kind of like an organized person and like, I enjoy like doing things on my list, you know, like these are things that like, I like getting stuff done and my brain works that way. So, um, you know, it was interesting. Like when we added the first new show and we added London, I was like, Oh my God, now there's two shows. What? And, you know, thankfully like things have gotten added on our plate in like a way that felt natural, I guess, like, so that we were kind of ready for the next step. Um, but, you know, I think just creating good relationships with everybody in each um, country and letting them know that you're super engaged and the door is always open and like really like honest and open communication has been really great. So that like, you know, people can reach out to me, like whether it's cast or management or stage management, they can reach out to us all the time, you know, and so we're like engaged in the day to day and not just like setting a show and leaving. Um, I don't know. And it's also like, it's what, it's a unique opportunity to be able to be setting the show so many times and then to have been able to help. Like it's a show that we made, you know, so it's like bizarre. So there's like a different sense of like people like really listen to you, which is you're not having to like fight to like get people to like pay attention or listen or like, I don't know. It's it's been a lovely experience, you know, and like Well, you don't have to pitch you don't have to pitch yourself. No, you don't have to pitch yourself. This has been done. It's been done, yeah. And then on top of it, what's been fantastic is like just the men and women in our cast have been like lovely. Like we have like lucked out. Like our casting department, Katie Zanka and um um Candace, oh my god, Candace Fox. Um do you know Candace Fox? She's a dancer out here. Carrie. I, I feel like you know I know Candace, the name. But she's like an incredible dancer. I feel like I but know the name. But she's part of our casting department. And, you know, it's just been incredible to like our cast. Our cast of just like, my heart melts like thinking about them. Just like the blood, sweat, and tears they put into everything is like, I don't know. It's very special. That's such a big thing for me. Just the people that we get to. They get, they have jobs, you know, like because of their own merit, of course, but like, it's the coolest thing ever to be able to like hire somebody for a year or two years or three years. That's amazing. Oh yeah. Allison too. Like, I know you're talking about the cast and how amazing you like lucked out with such amazing people. And we talked at the beginning about how you have like worked with all these powerhouses. And I just wondered, you know, the Britney's, the JLo's, the Madonna's, the Pink's of the world. And I'm not asking you to give us any dirt, but strong women. <laughs> but I actually am. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. okay, okay, like okay. They're very like, they seem very like strong, opinionated, know the direction they want. Even being a dancer with someone like a Janet, did yeah. you feel like they, especially when you were, you know, a choreographer, even assisting, did you feel like they were open to ideas and feedback or were they strong opinionated women that knew what they wanted and you, that's what you worked for? Yeah. It's, it's both for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, like if I'm generalizing, like, you know, everyone's so unique, right. But like, if I'm generalizing that group of women, they 
are all really great artists. They know themselves. They know what they want to put out in the world and what they want to say. They know how they're perceived. They know how they want to be perceived. They, they have strong voices. At the same time, they hire people around them to help them facilitate that vision. So, you know, in most cases, people are, they're open to hearing like, you know, I don't think it's like cut and dry one way or the other, you know, it's like, okay, this is what we're steering the ship towards, you know, and like, how can we get there? You know, and a lot of times they know how they want to get there and you're helping them with that. But every so often, you know, you can definitely, you know, if you're like, hey, I think we should do this because blah, blah, blah. Typically that goes over well because everybody has, you know, the best intentions to like create this thing and help them get to the place they want to get to, you know? Right. Which I feel like is like just good life lesson in general. Like you can be super strong and have an idea and a vision, but part of that is surrounding yourself with strong, amazing people that know, bring in the talent, bring in people that have the strength and and absolutely. Yeah. So I love that. And I I think it's important to have people around you that are going to tell you the truth too. You know, that is such a good, really good life lesson. I feel like my partner in crime, um, Sal is really good about telling me the truth, not in a bad way, but like, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I don't want to tell him this. Cause he's going, cause he's going to tell me the truth. Like he's going to tell me exactly. Yeah. Why. But like, that's such a really, that's also so true in life. Just like having someone that's going to be honest and give you direction. And like, those are the people that you ultimately really want to want to surround yourselves with. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Like, it's the same in work and in, and in your personal life. Like, those people that you can really, you know, and, and like you said, like, be honest with you with love. You know what I mean? Like, not like berating you with like honesty, but like, you know, you, you know that like, they have your best interests at heart. And like, yeah, yeah, they want the best for you. So, Allison, it just occurred to me. Okay, so... What I'm so impressed by half the time with you and with you and Teresa and the whole team, but mostly you and Teresa. And then also, I know you guys, um, Allison is part of the original Beat Freaks. Yeah. I don't know if the listeners out there uh, follow dance crews, but what has always impressed me is that you choreograph male choreography (laughs) so well. And I feel like that is a very specific skill set. <laughs> it's also a specific skill set for men like Tavares, yeah. for example, to create female choreography yeah. so effectively. Can you talk sure. about the difference between and then how you pull that off? Because I mean, for me, it's just different because I was I never danced like a yeah, boy yeah, ever. Yeah. That's just not my vibe. <laughs> I don't understand you can it. Do it if you want I don't to. can't wrap my head around <laughs> it. I mean, if they they're like, here's here's the job you gotta I'll I'll pull it off but it's not my true my true essence. I see, I see. um you know well I mean I just I don't want to under I Luke our other partner like he's incredible and he is very much again we're all like equal partners us three so it's like and he's a guy you know so he, you know, yeah, yeah. There'll be a lot of times where T and I, because T and I are naturally like very tomboyish. Like, you know, like I, as a, even as a kid, I had a baseball hat on and sweats, and like that's just my natural way. So, and and you know, I, 
you know, we were in beat freaks and groovaloos and all these like street dance things. So I've done a lot of like foundational hip hop training and just, yeah, I, I do love dancing like really aggressive and like masculine. So that's for sure very in Teresa and I. So it just, it just feels kind of natural for us because it's a tendency, it's just something we love to do. But it's funny, every so often, like, T and I would do something that feels, like, so dude, like a dude, you know? And Luke's like, and, and Luke, uh. Luke goes, I would never do that. And we're like, really? And he's like, I would totally never do that. We're like, what would you do? And he would show us, and I was like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's way better. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so that, you know, I think at this point, like, we definitely have, like, a sense of, like, just a sense of, like, we've done it so much now, you know what I mean? So it's like, you're building with people like from the first movie, even like having someone like Chan, who's he's a freestyle dancer, you know, so working with someone that knows his body so well and is already so great and like structuring what he already does. Like we're learning at the same time, you know, like what, mm-hmm. what okay. works, you know, even like our most like tomboyish, super rough, hard beat freak routine. Maybe there's some elements in it that aren't as dudish as we think. You know what I mean? So we're we definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely lean that way, and I love dancing that way. But I just I don't want to minimize our sweet Lukey Poo because he's such like an instrumental. He's just so dope, and he's like such a big part of like the opposite question as well. Of course, my favorite number in the show is the one that Lean does. Oh, the water number. Yeah, 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 yeah. The water number. Okay, Bean, I know. I know, my love. Can you talk about that? And I think that when we put this pod out, I'll I'll put a video clip maybe yeah. of her doing this number. Yes, because it is just the, the sexiest thing I've ever seen. And she kills it. She and kills just it. can you talk about the development of that number? Yeah. And I'm going to mute myself yeah, totally, because this being totally crazy. Totally, don't worry. Okay. Um, so when we were talking about concepts for the show, Chan had a concept. He's like, he, he had this concept, right? It was very clear to him. And we're like, oh, that's a cool idea, da, 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 you know? So we knew pretty clearly, like, what the idea was. Um, and so we all, we brought in uh, Leo Makazuma, who I had done Pink with. And we we do a lot of partnering work together because um, – partnering is another one of like my loves like you know I I did like I've been partnering with Gustavo since like 98 or something like that um so love partnering and um as much hip-hop as I do I have a, a technical background from you know all these years so um and so myself and Leo and then of course T and Luke too we we started um we had the idea of what of how the number would go and so Leo and I just started Essentially, we put the song on and we would freestyle and um, come up with like different chunks of ideas of stuff. Um, and then we started structuring the number about how we wanted it to be. Um, we got the dimensions of the pool. So we had this whole number set. So then, <laughs> so then, so then we had, um, we were like, well, we definitely need to prep this in the pool because, you know, it's going to, we don't know what it's going to be like to dance on this plexiglass, you know, this wet plexiglass, you know? So, so the only, it's January, you know? And so the only place we don't have anywhere to do it, you know, we're in LA. So they build a mock-up in Chan's backyard. So we have, I love that that this is how this story is going. (laughs) We have, we have this pool. And then I was like, well, we need a mirror. So we have a mirror, like a Mylar mirror, like taped to this pool 
And then it's January, so it's freezing. So thankfully they have a pool at their home. So it's heated. So like, you know, we have this heated water like being pumped into this little pool. So every so often, like I was like, I can't! And I would like run out of the pool and like cannibal into the other pool because we're so fucking cold. <laughs> but so anyways, so anyways, we get in that, we 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 get in this pool, this the the practice pool, and we start like workshopping other ideas and then and then we try to do some of the things that we had created in the room and like we had to take it down like quite a bit because we started realizing like oh that's that's exactly what that's that's what it's like actually to be in that pool so we had to like modify stuff quite a bit because it was just quite slippery and so then we started working with that um yeah but I keep it's so funny I keep telling Leo because we have like so much footage of us like we would just put the camera on and record just working on stuff like me and him and then me and Luke like and so many fails so many like dick like so sexy so sexy like like just like completely eating it like I mean it's hilarious it's like like this super sexy moment and then just like you can it could not be a worse fail like just like the worst so I just want to like edit together some like blooper reel like a, just, yeah I would <laughs> Love to see that. I think a lot of people would love to see that. So um, but yeah, so that's how that happened. So, and, then, and then we went to Vegas and then um, we tried it actually in the rain. We tested it in the rain and we were like, wow, that's crazy. To like be dancing in rain is like a lot harder than it looks because the moment you look up, you can't see anything. So yeah. <laughs> okay. I should have prefaced this whole thing explaining to our audience who have not seen the show what I'm talking about. <laughs> So <laughs> Linda, who's an incredible dancer, and she was the one I saw in the show, she is planted in the audience. She has a drink in her hand, and it, you know, it, it appears that she's just getting picked out of the audience. They are in this plexiglass box on the ground that's filled with a cup, like an inch or two of water. Yeah, is that true? it's like an inch or two. Yeah. Inch or two, and then water's coming down, and it's like slidey, slippery. Yeah. Sexy, yeah. like it's incredible, and uh, choreographically, I cannot even imagine that transition from like, okay, so we're gonna do this knee spin into this without the water, without you know, like. Yeah, okay, how- well, it's interesting, right? Because we had a bunch of stuff set, and then there was a couple things that did not work, and so two of like the coolest moments in the whole piece towards the end, we created like on the spot with Linda and Ryan, like. That knee spin was Linda's freestyle. Like we had a moment, I was like, you could just like live, live for a moment. You just like live your life. And one day she just like spun around, and we were like, oh, we were like that's cool. And then one day she did two spins and three spins. And we were like, whoa, that's cool. Do that, <laughs> you know. And then like the humpy stuff, like we knew that was gonna work because just the sliding nature of everything. Um, yeah. Oh my god, what a trip! What a weird fun journey that all was and then watching like the number like totally like ryan and linda just took it to another level like when you do something every night and you know you embody it like they did yeah you start to feel it so they i mean literally literally this one yeah totally totally (laughs) and you know and at the end it's so cool you know because they fly away to the ceiling which is just like that beautiful moment where you're like oh my god like I didn't, we'd always talked about when we were conceiving it. And then when we saw it happen the first time, we were like, that was tight. <laughs> Pretty cool. You know, 
this. Oh my God. And then, and then going into um, Vegas this summer, you guys are putting the show up. It's coming back soon. Yeah, it's coming back soon. We're going to start rehearsal right? this summer. Yeah. And yeah, towards the end of the summer, it's going to open back up again. So, yeah. Oh my goodness. So you're like abs on abs, yeah. like for the next Dude, couple years. I go to London in a week and two days and we get that show up back up again. And then we get Vegas up and then we get Berlin up and then... There's stuff in the pipeline. I can't even really. Well, actually, I can talk about HBO because it's been announced. We're doing. Um... Oh, yeah, yeah. HBO is doing a. Is it a reality show? Yeah, it's an unscripted reality show. And it's a, it's finding the real magic mic. So it's essentially like, you know, men that have like lost their mojo a little bit. And they're, they want to like kind of get it back, essentially. And we'll eventually like pick one dude to like be the real magic mic, you know. But so it's through like dance and like so fun so through like dance and like mentors it's like a really positive thing it's kind of like queer eye mixed with like biggest loser but like nothing like too crazy it's just like dance and fun and like guys like finding themselves again through just camaraderie and like you know fun (laughs) camaraderie and fun (laughs) And, and how much are you how much are you is that a choreography thing or is that yeah more of a- we're super involved um we're just starting the process now but i think we're i think we'll be on the show too i don't know but we're definitely choreographing it all yeah man i'm so excited for you it, it's like i'm really excited for you and and i wanted to tie in well our our podcast is called greener grass and we basically look at a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different ways women we mostly women can live their lives and become leaders Hey, you want to talk in the mic? Oh my goodness, she's having a little Aww. moment here. Um, so, so can you talk? I don't know. I feel like you kind of answered this for me, but for our listeners, being a woman in this industry, can you talk about, or, or is it, or is it not as much of a thing as it is? Can you imagine in a corporate yeah, world? Yeah, you know? I mean, I only can draw like. My perspective is is clearly only like myopic in this situation. Like I only have my own experience to draw from. And like, I think also to the way I was raised, like I I kind of like, my parents are super cool. And like, my dad was a musician. My mom was a singer. And like, I was raised very much like I can do whatever I want. So there was literally never a thought in my mind that, you know what I mean? Like, as far as like, if I wanted to do whatever profession I wanted to do, like, they never discouraged me like, oh, well, women don't do that or girls don't do that. Or, you know, like, even as a kid, like, I'd want to like play sports with boys and they're like, yeah, fine, go ahead. You know? <laughs> so I think like, just that kind of set me up to for kind of, I just, the I don't know, I didn't really think much about it. And then I think just in dance and choreography and stuff, like it is so like open to like men, women, and like people that identify in different ways. So um, I personally never really found it to be, I don't know, like, like, like I also had like a lot of strong role models. Like Marguerite was one of my teachers, like Liz Imperio, like Sally Whalen. So, you know, I'm seeing all these women like hi-hat, like I, you know, saw at a young age, Fatima. So there's all these women that are choreographing and directing, you know, when I'm dancing that you see that are these great examples. So it didn't really seem like 
impossible by any means. It just seemed like, oh yeah, cool. Like that's what we do, you know? I think that's a true testament to, to still like, even for the little tiny dance teachers in Ohio, like the, what we give to anyone that comes into our classroom is so far beyond just the dance steps oh my God, yeah. and confidence, strength, you know, feeling empowered, um, being open to everything. I just think, you know, I love that the dance community is that way for so many people. I so agree with you. Like Joe Tremaine always says dance training is life training. Yeah. And I could not agree with that more. I mean, you know, the majority of students, like they might not go on to professional dancers, but they are taking like the lessons they learn and like the morals and just like the work ethic and just like the friendships and like the ability to become vulnerable and like perform and like so much you can learn as a dancer. And like that all comes from like local home studios. Like that is where I feel like the children and dancers are just like cared for. And like, I don't know, I feel you. I totally agree. (laughs) This has been like, this has been so much fun. Like I, Allison, I have to tell you too, that Jess sent me a video of her mom with her mom's legs, like basically in a straddle (laughs) on top of (laughs) maybe it's a piano, but I I may need your cell phone number. I don't want you to say it on the podcast for all the green to send you, but I think I might need to send you this video just because it's so hysterical. Oh, please. I already feel like I know what I'm going to see. I feel like Jeremy probably had his way with your friend's mother. Yeah, I think. <laughs> and Jess put, uh, my mom came back to the table and said, Jess, he smelled so good. <laughs> That's amazing. It makes it even better. You said that you wanted to, you know, you thought about all aspects of how well that's that's one of the most important ones like like you absolutely cannot sweat on people like they have towels with them all the time yeah and like your breath your breath has to smell good and you have to smell good yeah because like no nobody wants a sweaty dude like even if you're cute you're kind of like go away (laughs) but if they smell (laughs) but yeah because you want to stay cute for the rest of your night in vegas you don't want to get your shit you don't want your dress messed up you don't want your hair messed up (laughs) no you want to be cute totally (laughs) oh my god Allison I'm just I'm just so happy because like you know how it is in the industry we've known each other for so So long long. and all this is what happens I'll run into somebody and it'll be like 20 years go by and you can't even I haven't even spoken to you but it's like we have such that same you know we're in the same world we all Hey, calm down, my love. We're in the same world. And like you said, you've been partnering with Gustavo. Like, I've also been choreographed. Um, Gustavo's choreographed me into a bunch of numbers. And he's just, he's like an amazing. I love Gustavo. I do too. He's so fun. He's a great guy. He's, he's amazing. So let's close out for our audience. Um, Cal, why don't you, well, besides the fact that this bean is not having it, I think let's, um, Ask Allison whatever you want to ask her. And then (laughs) I don't mean to put pressure on you, but I know you always have questions for people. I do. Okay. So Allison, just in general, we talked about how this, I feel like for me, especially like, I think I learned from every single one of these interviews. So if you were going to leave the listeners for, Mm. with one thought, just 
motivational, oh. something you've learned in life that you feel like people, I mean, you did that throughout the entire thing, but just one last thought, especially in a year that I feel like has been different than so many from the aspect of pandemic, stuck at home, yeah. um, turmoil with all yeah. things in the world. Yeah. Any last um, thoughts? I don't know. The one that's coming to me, so many things, but the one that's coming to me right now is, um, you can, you can always start over and you can start, you can start anew like every day. Like we're given an opportunity every day to like make our lives just a little bit more than we want them to be, you know? And it doesn't have to be like a giant change immediately, but if we just make little shifts every day, like it might get closer and closer to like this place of like, oh yeah. I'm really liking what's going on right now, you know? And like every day you have like a chance to, you know. Listen, I got goosebumps just when you said that, because I think that there are so many moments just in life, like overall life or even being a mom or work that every day it's like people get stuck all the time. And so that's such a strong statement and just, just a good reminder in general. But one other thing that like, you know, as we, you know, we all get older, like, it's just the thing I've also kind of come to realize is like, just seeing so many people that I look up to, it's like, it's never too late either. Like, it's, you know, it's never like, oh, it's too late. I can't. It's like, no, of course you can. You can start something new. You can restart what you're doing. Like, I don't know. I feel like age doesn't need to be a factor. You know, it's just kind of what do you want in your life? And I think that's the most important thing to ask yourself what you want and then take little steps and move in that direction as best you can. Thank you so much to Allison for being with us today. You can find her on Instagram at Allison underscore Falk. You can always find Kelly and I on Instagram at Grand Rev Creative. And I want to say thank you to Asa Watkins for post-production. And if you guys can honor us with a five-star rating and a review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts, it really helps other people find us. Thank you so much for being with us, and we will see you next time. This has been a Greener Grass podcast. (music) 